Welcome to Sundoku Book Club, the podcast where we finally get to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Leif Nelson. And I'm Emily Miner. And today we have special guest, Tim Everson. Hi, everybody. Tim is the person who got us to start saying our first and last names, so thank you for your contribution. They were trying to be anonymous, because, you know, all the crimes both of them have committed, but <laughs> I had to force them out into the light. It was my, my duty. Uh, thankfully, our listenership hasn't reached too high numbers, otherwise we might be caught, but for now we're good. Um, but today, unfortunately, uh, Jesus June has been pushed back. Uh, we'll finish it up in Jesus uh, July. With <laughs> Christmas in July? No. <laughs> The gospel according to Peanuts is pushed back a little bit because Tim is in town, who we've I've been talking to since before this podcast even existed. That's right, folks. The gospel's canceled. It's my fault. <laughs> and instead, I am I have Tim on because he will be here next week uh, to discuss a book he's had for a little while. But this week we are talking about a gift he gave me back in either late 2013 or early 2014, the Cracked D textbook. Tim, what would you like to tell me about what was going into your mind when you thought, hey, this looks like a book Leaf might like, well, and definitely read within, <laughs> say, a month of getting it? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, <laughs> because as I sit here now, I don't know. For those of you who may not know, uh, Cracked in the uh, late, late, 2000s early 2010s had a had a strong video presence along with mm -hmm. articles on the web uh recently it's what two years ago yeah something like that yeah they fired a large amount of their talent uh basically both, all their big names yeah all their big names everyone that was responsible they, they killed their video stuff completely they tried to pivot to podcast uh no, which does all I, right, I think. Which is fine, but they just, you know, I didn't follow them. Yeah. But in that span, they released a couple books, or at least people that worked there released a couple books. And one of them that they all collaborated with was this D textbook. And I remember Leaf and I were living together at the time, and we had talked about wanting to get it. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was your birthday. I don't know. It could have been Christmas. Right. I, I wanted, almost want to say it was Christmas because you and I, either for that Christmas or for our birthdays, we basically traded cracked books. You gave me the D textbook. I gave you Dan O'Brien's. I don't remember the title, but his book about presidents because that's what. It was something about how to kill every president. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It, it's a, it was a very informative and hilarious book. Um, basically just gives you a whole bunch of fun facts about the different presidents. But, uh, I thought that, you know, we can, you, you love this. So I bought it and it, it's sad. It, it's sad. <laughs> um, we live for six <laughs> whole years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lived together for two and a half more of those years. Uh, sitting on my bookshelf, probably sitting um, alongside the, the piles of change that you would sometimes try and steal from me uh, surreptitiously. But I always give it back. You always give. I assume you always gave it back because sometimes I didn't notice. You wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moved out. You moved out of town, uh, and then I 
decided, hey, you're in town. You're going to be on the podcast. I can actually read this book. And again, I, I should say it was a good choice because I read Cracked every day, read every single article. I think they published three articles a day, usually a video every day or two. Absolutely everything. I've never been like that in tune with like any publication, oh any God. online thing, almost any like franchise other than like Star Wars or something, which even that's like starting to go down. Who knows? But like I was just in tune with everything that was going on and so it was really interesting like when i opened this book and like it's been i don't know how many years since i've like been reading it like probably 2014 15 is probably when i stopped i guess and i opened this book and like the entire front page because it is it's officially written by like the cracked website so it's just like literally everyone uh David Wong, whatever his real name is, uh, Dan O'Brien, Soren Bowie, things like that. All those people. And it was funny seeing the contributing names like um, Jacopo Della Carcia, uh, Tom Riemann, Syriac Lamar. Names who I don't even remember what they wrote about, but I just remember seeing their names on the bylines for whatever random mm -hmm. clickbait whistle that was just a touch above the... Super clickbaity whistles. Just above find. BuzzFeed. To an extent, because at least from my point of view, BuzzFeed was mostly like personality quizzes and things mm -hmm. like that. And Cracked, it felt like I was learning something. Yeah, they kind of do a lot of, I mean, a lot of it would be like pop culture stuff, like mm -hmm. weird behind the scenes stories of this and, and stuff like that. But they also they'd go into like history and, and stuff like that. And oftentimes it would be fairly interesting stuff always mm -hmm. written in a humorous way um and even when they kind of started pivoting away from they started pivoting to like real work stories so like interviewing sex workers or interviewing like stuntmen or things like that even that stuff was like super interesting mm -hmm. but even though like towards that that was probably towards the end of when i was reading it regularly um so again one would assume this was a good gift choice for me. But for whatever reason, I didn't touch it till now. But now I've read it. And I can say it it's it's cracked. <laughs> <laughs> it is the cracked website in book form. Um I felt bad reading it because like so much of it was just so it's a D textbook, the way like the the format, the like uh idea behind it all is that it's teaching you the things you never learned in school or the things you learned in school that are actually wrong like say the taste map you have on your tongue like where the tip is sweet the back is bitter the sides are i don't know what savory who knows and in reality your tongue is like a thumbprint with just like everything swirled together everyone's tongues are different and obviously you can taste ice cream at the back of your throat and not just with the tip of your tongue but I feel bad because I knew almost all of this already, most likely because of reading Cracked or just the general, like, hmm, bet you didn't know thing that everyone loves to do on the internet. <laughs> right. And, th and that was a big part of Cracked's brand is just mm -hmm. misconceptions. Yeah. Like, you thought you knew. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's like part of the whole clickbait 
system is making a title being like five things you didn't know about goldfish crackers and it's like suddenly you find out like how goldfish crackers has like child labor in south america or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know if they do wait is that nestle does well yeah nestle does but nestle <laughs> here i'll do be my, that fun internet guy for now nestle has a section on their website that explains why they have child labor in south america it's because of that bunny because <laughs> the nestle bunny he's down there <laughs> he's got a whip it's the, he's oh, a bad bunny. dude the bunny <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a veggie tales it thing? is veggie yeah. tales it's uh queen it's Nebba? Nebby? Ne- they give him a short name for nebuchadnezzar i can't remember what it is Mm, I don't remember. I just remember the chocolate bunny. Rackshack yep. and Benny. Yep. Rackshack and Benny. I remember that. Solid. So it is a cracked book, which I think to me means like it is good. Like it is informative. I do think it is interesting. It does have like a lot of interesting information, but so much of it is just stuff that like at this point in my life, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like it just seems like, oh, Jesus wasn't white. I'm like, yeah okay <laughs> that didn't blow your mind right there were there's still like good interesting information throughout it like stuff like the fact that um i guess there's a native american tribe in arizona um the name escapes me who they have a lot of linguistic similarities with japanese like too many for it to be random like they think that maybe some japanese uh uh voyagers came to North America and talked with them for a while and settled. Who knows? They also share some like rare genetic diseases that occasionally crop up. So how did that happen? We don't really know because there's not a written de- uh, record or anything like that. That is genuinely interesting, but a vast majority of it is stuff that is stuff I know or sometimes stuff that even seems like it's mostly playing on uh, technicalities. So... Like, one of the technicalities is that the way it presents itself as a D textbook is it presents the myth, says what the myth is, and then it shows you the truth. So the myth of the American Civil War is that it was the bloodiest war in American history. And then the truth is that it's not the bloodiest, it's just the deadliest. I'm like, what? Isn't that what that means? (laughs) No, apparently. Because the way they were interpreting bloodiest was that... The most people died in battle, but apparently the deadliest is different because most of the people who died died of their wounds oh, after. Man. Bad doctors. Right. Oh. But isn't that all wars before, like, really good medicine showed up? Most people would be dying. Oh, well, yeah, later, but I but think. I don't know. With, with the Civil War, I guess it's that. It's all that is happening, but everyone's American. Right. And that's the thing. They list that in the myth part. Not in the truth parts. That's weird, right? Hmm. Um, the other one where it's like it, it was ta- it was talking about the placebo effect, and so the myth was that pills work, medicine works because of chemicals and stuff, and then the truth was basically just telling you about the placebo effect and how the color of your pill will change its effectiveness, which is not. <laughs> I don't think. But also. <laughs> 
pills do work because of chemicals and stuff. I think so. <laughs> I would hope so. It's a, it's a little, that's, that's a little anti-vaxxy. <laughs> it is a little. Like, I paid a lot for Tamiflu earlier this year. Like, you're saying I could have just taken, like, a sugar pill that was colored the right way? I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like I needed something a little stronger. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. That's... Wait, is that literally what it says? Like, mm-hmm. pills aren't chemicals. No, it doesn't say pills aren't chemicals. It's just that the way... So it's kind of simplistic in its presentation yeah, of... the myth. The right. myth versus the... Uh, oh, there we go. Discussion questions. Uh, so like things like, number one, why do we yawn? Our brain needs oxygen, and that's crossed out. And the answer is, we still don't fully know why we yawn. Like, it's just not something that's been figured out because i'm tired yeah (laughs) why do we sleep and then what's crossed out is it's a reboot for our brains again we don't know why because there are certain people with i guess specific genes who can go one to two hours of sleep every night and that's all they need so we don't really know why we need sleep but then number three how does medicine work the pills have chemicals that change the way your body works and that's crossed out and then it just goes on to explain the placebo effect as opposed to like i don't know making the myth that like the chemicals are the only thing that are affecting the medicine as opposed to like i don't know just trying to completely terribly written (laughs) there that i really hope that nobody read that and was like guess i don't have to take pills anymore like guess i'm throwing away my insulin guess i'll just (laughs) drink some blue stuff like (laughs) I'll drink, I'll drink some blue Kool-Aid and then I'll be fine. Blue 42 like... is just as good <laughs> as Xanax. Oh my gosh. Is Xanax blue? I don't know. Okay. I've never seen Xanax. I apologize. I, I, I haven't you ever, either. You ever seen a Xanny? <laughs> not a fan. I'm not a, not a Xan man over here. <laughs> so I guess to me, like, that's one of the biggest issues I have with the book because, like, Again, I apologize. I'm sure this was a fine gift. <laughs> but now, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe, like, even then, like, dear, when getting the gift, I would have been so inundated with cracked stuff that I would have been like, this is all old hat, but I'd have to pretend that I liked it and just not. <laughs> I just, I can't wait for my podcast, like, five years from now, or I crap on one of your gifts. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Uh, the the main issue I guess I have with the book that is aside from the fact that a lot of the stuff feels like stuff I already knew and was not sufficiently blowing my mind was how much it was trying to be contrary and to be like, ooh, you thought you knew this. You like the, 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 the teachers were trying to teach you all the boring stuff so your mind wouldn't explode from all the awesome that history has. And that like kind of is just one note all the way through the entire book which to be fair is maybe how things are with cracked um itself when i wasn't like when i was just in it and i just sort of accepted it but like having had like so many years away from it that like definitely stood out the difference i think actually from the main cracked website is that part of the one notedness feels like they had like because so much of this was articles that used to be on cracked then turned into some sort of textbook format um it felt like a lot of the voices of the authors had gotten flattened into like just a single voice for the entire book because I don't remember everyone, but I can tell you that like 
John Cheese wrote differently than Sean Baby or whatever. Because Sean Baby was like, his humor is being finding some old comic book, posting the images and like talking about all the crazy stuff that is going on and cussing like every other word as he's writing. Whereas John Cheese is writing about like life skills stuff because he was like a recovering alcoholic and uh, remarrying to a woman with kids and talking about stuff like that. Obviously very different things that neither of which open this book, but I feel like you could have still had something like that where there was something different. And maybe one of that issues is the fact that I read through this in two days and not instead of maybe treating it like, what are those uncle John's bathroom readers or whatever with a bunch of fun facts. Mm -hmm. I'll bet if like you let this on your coffee table, picked it up every like once in a while, thumb through it, it would be a lot better because you don't get like when you're reading all the way through, it does just feel like, Oh, 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 there's new. Okay. All right. New information. All right. My, my mind is not blown yet. Okay. Moving on <laughs> as opposed to just opening back. Oh, that's interesting. Closing it, moving on for another couple days or whatever. So that's you're going to say like closing it, flushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm glad you finally read it. Yeah. Um, there. I, I had something else. What was it? The other thing that I felt like it was maybe missing or just felt different. I feel like, I, and I, I don't know demographics or anything, but I feel like a lot of the people who liked Cracked are probably the same people who, are, who enjoy like Adam Ruins Everything, the TV show or podcast. <laughs> Tim, you are bowing your head in shame. <laughs> It's not shame. It's a good podcast and it's a good show. Adam <laughs> no, Conover is a great man. <laughs> I, I I enjoy it, and but the thing I think Adam ruins everything does well, and cracked the website does well is citing their sources. And this book does not cite a single one. That's crazy in any way. So I it doesn't cite any of its sources. It does not cite any sources. The best it will do is, it, and sometimes it doesn't even do this. It will just say researchers say or a study was done. And then move on. And it feels like they copied and pasted the article, but didn't think about, oh, those little blue links that show us where we got the information. How do we portray that information in a thing that's emulating a textbook? I don't know. Let's just not include it. (laughs) You know what? I get really, really upset. Like, okay. So, like, in things like that and, like, I've had to do a lot of, like, research for past work and things post-school... And in school, it was always like, if you do not cite your work, you will be expelled and die. (laughs) If you do not put the semicolon here, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's like nobody, like, I never see a citation for anything. So I'm like, I have no idea where you got that. And also, how are you getting away with it? Because I was told I would get expelled and die. Mm -hmm. So you should... Yeah, as as a as a former journalist, uh, sources and citing them, it's a big uh, it's a big part of doing stuff and uh, proving the thing that you're trying to do. So that is weird that they that feels like that'd be a seminal part of mm-hmm. look at all the crap we're disproving, and here is the right. doctor that says that we're right. <laughs> it was a big deal for me when I I was reading through one of them. Like one of the chapters is practical psychology and one of the sources they say 
they just say a study that was published in psychology today i don't know some magazine or publication i'm like that's the only one i could even possibly find in this entire thing because you mentioned the publication there's nothing in the back that's like here's where we got our stuff nope the i thought there was at the back but the back has image credits for like all the pictures in there which is good I mean, you good, should but have like... but <laughs> well and the, and the, the going back to not to make this about adam conover or anything or, yeah or his show but whenever like he specifically not only cites a source mm-hmm. he somehow works like a professional uh, researcher yeah into the show as like a, and here's this actual doctor to tell like well because adam's character is supposed to be insufferable and they're right. supposed to be a little more reasonable <laughs> well and wouldn't it make more sense then if they were like and here is this actual doctor right to say and here is their quote saying this is why whenever uh you know, dreams aren't future visions of the future or whatever. Can <laughs> oh my god. Is that just me? <laughs> um like can they actually legally get away with like I don't know, isn't that like stealing I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like isn't is that not like like is I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. Is there no copyright? Well, they're not quoting anything. (laughs) They're just paraphrasing. But that's the thing. Like, we I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Paraphrasing is still basically quoting. Right. Um, Yeah, like, I I sincerely... Wait, and that's the thing. Because there are some things that, like, legitimately, like, blew my mind. Like, the idea of... the, The two things that stood out were, one, that Machiavelli writing the prince this book says that was a satire okay so that, that might, blew my mind it blew my mind as well but i had already gotten to a point like it was more than halfway through the history section by the way is 100 percent the best like it's the most interesting portion because even the stuff i already knew like the fact that greek statues were actually painted and brightly colored and we just think of them as white marble because the paint wears away things like that that's interesting and even though I know it, there's still no source for it. And by the time I get to that one, I read that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've read at least, I think I read half of The Prince in high school. Like just because our library hadn't, I've, I had heard of it. And for those of you who don't know, it's like kind of, if you ever have heard of someone as Machiavellian, it's someone who's scheming and always like behind the scenes and trying to gather power because the prince is like describing how to be a ruler and not just how to be a just ruler, but how to be how to keep your power and to make sure that the populace is like taking control of. And the Cracked D textbook says that that was a satire, that Machiavelli was a big figure in the Republic. He was a, in favor of democratic uh processes um and not monarchies or like elite ruling classes or whatever kind of like decrying the ruling italian families like the medicis and the uh, i can't remember any of the others the sexy italian the sopranos (laughs) yes the sopranos (laughs) (laughs) those sexy italian family (laughs) (laughs) mamma mia (laughs) That's the one spicy meatball. I'm going to cut that. Please don't. <laughs> um, and it said that, and I was like, okay, I need to look this up. Because if that's true, that's like crazy to me. 
that one was interesting because that is something that is apparently up in the air. Like it is debated among scholars. But that still means that like you shouldn't be saying that, oh, it's not actually it's... a treatise on ruling the people. It's a satire about ruling the people. We don't know that, really. You can't like, say it's true facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true facts. <laughs> yeah. The other one that was like that was um, like our idea of the god pharaoh. So like if you ever watched Prince of Egypt where he claims to be god and says that you, you can't, when Moses is talking about how he's doing what God asks him and he says, I'm God. The book says that that idea comes from the fact that we got whatever our information about Egyptians is colored by the Greeks who saw bowing as something that you only did with deities, whereas Egyptians bowed to their superiors, kind of like we imagine like normal monarchies and things like that. And so the idea that Egyptians would bow to their pharaoh meant Greeks thought that they bowed to their god. Again, super interesting. I googled this. I can't find a single thing that like supports that. Not even like says one way or the other, just like when I Google God, Pharaoh, uh Greeks, I get like Magic the Gathering cards because there's a card called Bolus the God Pharaoh and things like that. Um but I also get absolutely nothing about this I, this misconception made by the Greeks that we now follow. Like I tried a ton of different things and I found nothing at all to do with whether or not we, they worshipped pharaohs as gods. I did find something that's saying that once they die, they were considered gods or like gods. So I don't know. But having having like Adam Ruins Everything style citations alongside them, even if they don't have a researcher, even if they don't have I don't know, like corrections or something like having something for me to look at and understand whether or not they're telling me the truth would be fantastic. Cause when you tell me that medicine isn't chemicals, I don't, I'm not sure how trustworthy I'm going to find a lot of your other stuff. It gets into a lot of fake, fake smart guy yeah. stuff where it's just like, and of course we right. all know. At a certain point I was actually kind of thinking like so much of this is, it feels like the, the dude at the bar who's like sitting there with his whiskey and telling you like, oh, you think you know about how the Greeks, how they had all their cool statues? Well, actually, I'll bet you didn't know that they were actually painted. Will I provide a source? No. Goodbye. <laughs> Please pay for my drink. My source <laughs> is my beard. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. No. Like... It felt like, and again, I know they do research because if you go online and you found whatever article any one of these chapters was based on, you could find the information. But the idea that they didn't include that is very strange to me. So you couldn't find a cracked article about... I actually didn't even think about looking at cracked. I was just Googling stuff. I I could maybe try and see that stuff, but I'd have to go looking. Also, their website is always super slow for me. Like when I go on it for some reason it just like sh- like brings chrome down to a stutter i don't even know what their website is these days i quit after the redesign i don't remember when i quit but it, was, <laughs> it was before all those people got fired I know that's that. true <laughs> well that's the thing i still watch the videos because the pop culture whatever the little round table they did with soren michael dan christine chris christina i can't remember when they were in a diner after hours. Pop, after hours, that was the one. 
fantastic always. Yeah. But and then they cut that down, and I never watched another video. <laughs> well, Why they did they me. fire all of these people? I'm assuming money reasons. I have no idea. Like mm-hmm. it was around. I feel like it was around the time that like it came out that that the Facebook stuff, like how they oh the fake views, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Did you not hear about that? No. You're not explainer guy to the rescue. So. <laughs> so, well, no, like it was a big, especially in the journalism community, it was big. Facebook had a lot of newspapers and stuff were using Facebook's views as like this is actual. And then was it the Cambridge Analytic? Was that part of it? Probably. Was it I don't know. Basically, they found out the a lot of the views were fake. And at that point, a lot of newspapers had decided to pivot to video because it was like, oh, well, look at how many views we have rolling and look at how much ad. Then when they found out, oh, it's not that many views, they had fired all of these journalists. So I guess maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the crack. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's evil, guys. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, I think it's an interesting book that, again, has a lot of really interesting information. But I would have loved having the information to back it up, like some sort of source that where I could find it and look at it. Um, what did you think about the history, the How to Kill Presidents book? That's the one I got you. I thought it was good. I, I mean, I liked it. It was, and for the life of me, I can't remember if he cited source. I feel like he did, though. I feel like sources were cited, mm-hmm. and then, and I, I saw. I have always enjoyed finding out fun, fun facts. Basically, the premise of it was the presidents have all come back to life as zombies, and you <laughs> need to know what their strengths and weaknesses are to fight them. And so it kind of went in on each and every one. And it was framed like that. And whoever they had to illustrate it, illustrated a fun little mm. cartoon of each zombie president. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a great deal. I wish that I hadn't left it in the back I window this. of my car for a very long time until the sun had melted the uh, glue on the spine of the paperback. And it was in multiple parts. <laughs> Oh my god. I remember that. Because I remember you like picking it up and the papers just went everywhere. Yeah, I regret that. Because I enjoyed that book. But it was I, I yeah. I, I liked it. I feel like cracked to me is like you had already mentioned like that late two thousands, early twenty tens internet history of like it's it's not the same thing, but of the same vein of like uh badass of the week or Chuck Norris jokes. And where uh, epic bacon stuff and Tesla is cooler than Edison all came from. A simpler time in the internet. A less Nazi time. (laughs) Or at least the Nazis were quieter. That was one thing it mentioned. And it was like semi-joking that like, it's 2013, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, there's not that many races left and it's just like oh, uh, <laughs> obama's been re-elected we're all good it wasn't the it was in the the middle mm-hmm. of the obama years and so oh sweet summer child <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully best to all those who have been fired at cracked um 
but I, I still follow some of you on Twitter. Yes. Uh, good luck in your future endeavors. Two years after you've all been fired. <laughs> um, but I think that is all that I have to say about that. In two weeks' time, Tim will be back. Tim is going to be reading. What are you reading, Tim? I'm reading the seminal Mark Twain classic, Tom Sawyer Abroad. I can't wait to hate on Mark Twain. <laughs> That's always fun. Um, thank you so much to Velt Punch for their song Fighting Pose from the album His Strange Fighting Pose. We always, I always forget to thank you. I, I shouldn't. It's a fantastic song. Um, and with that, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.